Hello, Word Nerds. Welcome to a new episode of The Dictionary. We are still going at it. This is the end of page 58. First word is apologize. A-P-O-L-O-G-I-S-E. This is the British variation of the American English word apologize, which has a Z instead of an S. Next, we have apologist. This is a noun from 1640, one who speaks or writes in defense of someone or something. And here we have apologize with a Z. It's an intransitive verb from 1596, to make an apology. Apologizer is a noun. Next we have apologue, A-P-O-L-O-G-U-E. This is a noun from circa 1555, an allegorical narrative usually intended to convey a moral. This is from the Greek apologos, which is from apo plus logos, which means speech or narrative. Now we have the word apology. This is kind of a big one. It's a noun from 1533, 1A, a formal justification. Synonym is defense. 1B, we have the 2A definition for the word excuse. 2, an admission of error or discourtesy accompanied by an expression of regret, as in a public apology. 3, a poor substitute. Synonym is makeshift. We have some additional synonym information, but first let's look at the etymology. This is from the Middle French apologie, which is from the Latin apologia, which is from the Greek uh, apo plus logos, which means speech, and there's more at the word legend. So here we go with the synonym information. Apology, apologia, or apologia, I can't remember what it is. Uh, excuse, plea, pretext, and alibi mean matter offered in explanation or defense. Apology usually applies to an expression of regret for a mistake or wrong with implied admission of guilt or fault and with or without reference to mitigating or extenuating circumstances, as in, said by way of apology that he would have met them if he could. Apologia implies not admission of guilt or regret but a desire to make clear the grounds for some course, belief, or position, as in, his speech was an apologia for his foreign policy. Apologia sounds like a foreign word to me. doesn't sound like something we would be saying in English. But we have uh, taken a lot of Spanish, French, German, etc. words uh, in English that we use regularly. Excuse implies an intent to avoid or remove blame or censure, as in, used illness as an excuse for missing the meeting. Plea, P-L-E-A, stresses argument or appeal for understanding or sympathy or mercy, as in her usual plea that she was nearsighted. Pretext suggests subterfuge and the offering of false reasons or motives in excuse or explanation, as in, used any pretext to get out of work. Alibi implies a desire to shift blame or evade punishment and imputes mere plausibility to the explanation, as in, his alibi failed to stand scrutiny. And that is it for the word apology. Now we have apolune, A-P-O-L-U-N-E. 
This is a noun from circa 1968. The point in the path of a body orbiting the moon that is farthest from the center of the moon. Compare to perilune. So this is clearly similar to apogee, which we read, I think, at the end of two episodes ago. Uh, But in that case, it is about how far away it is from Earth. In this case, apolune, it's how far away it is from the moon. And this is from apo plus the Latin word luna, L-U-N-A, which means moon. And there's more at the word lunar. Next, we have apomict, A-P-O-M-I-C-T. This is a noun from circa 1938, one produced or reproducing by apomixis. I don't know what that is. Oh, it's our next word. But before we get there, apomictic is an adjective and apomictically is an adverb. And here we go with apomixis. This is a noun from 1913. Reproduction as apogamy or parthenogenesis involving specialized generative tissues, but not dependent on fertilization. Next, we have apomorphine. This is a noun from 1888. A crystalline or crystalline morphine derivative C17H17NO2 that is a dopamine agonist and is administered in the forms of its hydrochloride for its powerful emetic action. Next, we have aponeurosis. This is a noun from 1676. A broad, flat sheet of dense, fibrous, collagenous connective tissue that covers, invests, and forms the terminations and attachments of various muscles. Aponeurotic is an adjective. This is from the Greek aponeurosis, which is from aponeurosthai, which means to pass into a tendon. And that is from apo plus neuron, which means sinew. And there's more at the word nerve. So I don't know why, but I kind of find it interesting that the Greek word neuron, N-E-U-R-O-N, means in English sinew, S-I-N-E-U, which is, I don't know what the exact definition of sinew is, but from what I understand, if you were to describe somebody as sinewy, they would have a lot of sort of muscle showing they wouldn't have a lot of body fat on them uh just sort of i don't muscular isn't really the right term for it but it's um i don't know you know it when you see it let's move on next we have apophysis a-p-o-p-h-a-s-i-s this is a noun from 1657 the raising of an issue by claiming not to mention it as in the quote we won't discuss his past crimes. So that, of course, is not an example of how this word is used, because obviously apophysis wasn't in that. Um, But the quote is a description of uh, the definition. Sure. This is a Latin word. It means repudiation. It's from the Greek word, um, or maybe it is also a Greek word, which means denial or negation. And that is from the Greek word apophani, which means to deny That is from phanai, which means to say, and there's more at the word ban, B-A-N. This next one is a little bit weird. It doesn't tell me how to pronounce it, uh, but I'm going to take a guess. It is spelled A-P-O-P-H-T-H-E-G-M. So I would guess that it is pronounced 
Apophthem. Yeah, Apophthem. Uh, and it is the chiefly British variation of the word apothem, A-P-O-T-H-E-G-M. So it got rid of that F sound uh, made by the P-H. So I hope that I pronounced that correctly to all you Brits listening. Next we have apophyllite or apophyllite, A-P-O-P-H-Y-L-L-I-T-E. It's a noun from 1810 a mineral composed of a hydrous silicate of potassium, calcium, and fluorine, or fluorine, one of those, that is related to the zeolites and is usually found in transparent square prisms or white or grayish masses. This is French. It is from apo plus the Greek philon, which means leaf, and there's more at the word blade. Next we have apophysis, A-P-O-P-H-Y-S-I-S, It's a noun from 1646, an expanded or projecting part, especially of an organism. Apophysil is an adjective. This is from the Greek apo plus phain, which means to bring forth. And there's more at the word be, be, like I be reading the dictionary. All right, next and last word for this episode is apoplectic, A-P-O-P. L-E-C-T-I-C. It's an adjective from 1611. One, of, relating to, or causing stroke. Two, affected with, inclined to, or showing symptoms of stroke. Three, of a kind to cause or apparently cause stroke. As in, an apoplectic rage. You would have to be super, super pissed off to cause a stroke by being so angry with rage. Also, greatly excited or angered, as in, was apoplectic over the news. Apoplectically is an adverb. The word of the episode is going to be the word apology, because I think this is something that people don't do enough. Uh, I don't think that they necessarily are accountable uh, for their actions or or take the blame for their own actions, and um, they don't really feel like apologizing. I don't know. I could be wrong. Maybe there's enough apology out there, but I'm kind of guessing that's not the case. Uh, So yeah, if you feel like you're one of these people, maybe you should apologize to somebody. Um, I apologize a lot because I screw up a lot. All right, that's the end of the episode. Thank you very much for listening. Contact info is in the episode description. Until next time, this is Spencer reading the dictionary. Goodbye.